Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. Today our guest is Justin Fraser. He has been a real estate investor since 2014, he bought when he bought a single family home as a rental property. Since then, he formed Liberty Property Investing to flip houses and hold rental properties. In May of 2018, Justin formed 88 Real Estate Capital and closed on his first apartment syndication, raising over $600,000 for the deal. That's impressive, especially for your first deal. By day, Justin is a PMP certified senior project manager who regularly manages projects in excess of $1 million. Justin also runs a local RIA called South Jersey Investors Association, Princeton, which regularly has over 50 plus attendees. He has been a speaker at Project Management Institute Global Congress and regularly speaks at local real estate investing meetups. Justin has been featured on multiple podcasts and is always willing to talk real estate with whoever will listen. Justin also coaches new investors on how to get started with their first real estate deal. Justin is always looking for partnership opportunities and to add rock stars to his team. Good morning, Justin. Thanks for being on the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Great. Well, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about why real estate and how you got into it? Uh, Yeah. So I actually was sitting at my day job uh, five years ago or so, four and a half, and started researching, you know, I, I I, I recently got in a new job, got, was making a little bit of money and was trying to figure out, should I put some extra money into the 401k or um, stocks or, you know, what, what do I do with the, this, this cash and start to start saving for retirement and my family and everything. Came across bigger pockets in real estate. And so I decided that um, rather than putting money in someone else's hands, like buying a stock, I'd rather put it in my own hands and, and go buy a house. And so that's that's what I did. I researched learned and, and went out and, and bought a single family home without knowing too, too much about it or about the process. And I learned by doing, so I just, just jumped right in and, um, you know, bought a house, started cash flowing. And then from there, I, I initially thought, okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll set some money aside. And as soon as those checks started coming in, I, I got the bug and I realized, man, this is, this is awesome. Let's, uh, let's start figuring out how I can build a business around real estate. But you initially went into flipping, is that right? So actually, no. My first my first property was a rental property, and right. so so from there, I you know I was getting those steady cash flow checks, but uh, yeah, you know, four hundred bucks a month or something. And I thought, okay, if I want to make some serious money, I need to to flip a house. And so partnered up with uh, a friend of mine, and we formed a company. And so we went out and flipped a house, and it took forever. It took us almost an entire year to do that realize um, we're not great house flippers, honestly. I mean, it worked out. We made some money at the end, but we made every mistake that every first time flipper is ever going to make. And, you know, honestly, it's, it doesn't seem like it fits my skill set. And um, our market is, is kind of tight right now for, for flips. So we're open to flipping again, but uh, for now we have the one under our belt and uh, we've been buying single family homes as, as rental property since. So how did you get into real estate syndication and why syndication over flipping or wholesaling or, or just buying single family homes? Yeah. So it's actually a natural progression in, in my head, at least. Um, we've, like I said, I flipped the house, wasn't for me. So we started buying some more single family homes 
And I realized like every single family home takes a long time. It's a long time to find the right deal. And if you find the right one, you know, getting it under contract, there's a lot of competition. So um, started, started thinking like, I need to, to scale up and, and to scale up, it's going to take me a long time to buy 50 homes to get to the numbers that I want to get to. Why not buy one 50 unit apartment complex? So that was, that was the thinking. And, and so um, I started researching because I did not have the money to buy a 50 unit apartment complex on my own and uh, came across syndication, came across some local investors that are doing syndication in my market and just started talking to them, learning from them, and uh, figuring out how I was going to do this and putting a plan together. How did you meet those other investors who were doing syndication in your market? Uh, some of them uh, are come out to our local RIA. Um, there's one or two. Uh, a key member on my team is Matt Faircloth, and Matt is a successful syndicator. He's been doing it for a while. He actually run, used to run the RIA that I eventually took over that I run now. So we've known each other for a few years. And uh, have, you know, worked on uh, a few small projects together over, over the years. And so I, I was at one of his talks and he was talking about his, his latest deal and, and what he had done. And I said, that, that's me. That's what I need to be doing. So I, I just approached him. Um, and, and, you know, this doesn't really work if you're coming out fresh or out of the blue. But we had a relationship that we were able to build on. And I told him, look, I'll, I'll do the legwork. I'll find the deal. I'll run the numbers. I, I just need some guidance. I need help with the numbers. I need help with, you know, the negotiation strategy and, and all the process that goes from getting it under contract to closing, which, you know, there's a million steps to do. And so I was, I mean, I, I had done a lot of reading, read a lot of books, but the actual experience that you have uh, is invaluable. So uh, he agreed, basically uh, took, splitting a piece of my piece, um, whatever the general partner would end up with. Um, uh, he, he's taking part of that. And that, you know, for me, that's fair because that gets me in the door and gets me experience and a track record that I need. And for him, you know, he's, he's taking a, a risk essentially by spending a lot of time working with me, but there's upside in the fact that, you know, he's, he's trading hours in conversation with me for equity in a property. Nice. Very nice. So, so he essentially became your mentor Yep. And helped you through the deal. Um, I normally will ask, you know, what the key factor is that helped you get into real estate syndication. Would you say it's finding your mentor? Yeah. I mean, that really opened up the door. I mean, it, it's, it's that, um, because, you know, even when you first talk to, I, I was looking at 70, 80 unit properties or more, they all, they all ask, okay, what, what have you done in real estate? What are you, what's your experience like? And, and if you come telling them I, I've done three, I have three rental properties to my name, they kind of laugh at you if you're looking at, you know, a bigger property, like who are you and, and why would I ever think that you could close on this? You have no experience. But if I go to that same broker and say, we, my team, the people that I'm working with have hundreds you know, it's not breaking it down how much I have versus how much my mentor has. We're all part of the team. We're all part of the ownership group that's going to be buying this property. Gives you a lot more credibility going into a purchase. Did you know about your property that you just did a syndication on? Did you know about that deal when you approached Matt to be your mentor? Uh, no, no. I, I approached Matt um, probably a year ago almost. Um, would just when I was starting to get into it and, you know, I, I had done enough in terms of researching and, and running numbers and, and I knew about what type of property I wanted and I knew about how much money I thought I could raise. And, uh, I said, look, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to hustle. I'm going to go look at a ton of properties. 
and just be ready. As soon as I find one, be ready. And he was game. He was on board. Yeah. So, so you spent time with Matt, you knew him, you already developed a relationship. Then you approach him about purchasing a property together or partnering up. You gave him value in the deal. And then that allowed you to get into the business. And, and obviously it seems like it took more than a year's time, um, which is still pretty quick, but you know, I, I hear people all the time wanting to get in the syndication business and just you know, a few weeks or they expect it to happen so fast yeah. or they expect a mentor or somebody to mentor them that they just met. And so I like how you built that relationship. And then, you know, you proved yourself to your mentor before, uh, before you went forward with asking about partnering or especially approaching about a syndication. Uh, and that just seems key. And I've experienced the same thing my, myself. Yeah, I mean, that, that relationship grew over four years, you know, three years before we even talked about this and, and um, it takes time. It, you know, I, I don't imagine a, a new syndicator is going to have too much success just calling syndicators at random and asking to be mentored because there's a there's a risk on, on the mentor side as well because there's they're spending a significant amount of time and, and energy. And um, if it doesn't work out, then that's lost money. So they are lost time. So they want to, you know, I've I got to do my part to to close on this thing because I, I have to be respectful of the time that he put in with me. And yeah, their, their name and. Uh, is on the line also reputation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's move to this deal that you just did before we, before we get too far in, let's tell, tell us a little bit about how you found it. All right. So I found a, I was looking for a 50 plus unit property within driving distance. Um, I'm in New Jersey and driving distance really means like 10, 12 hours for me. I didn't want to get on a plane because I knew I'm going to have to go see the property a lot. And that sounds expensive to me. Um, at least when I was starting. So I, I basically drew circle of, you know, 10, 12 hours away and then started picking some markets that I wanted to, to look at. And I, w- I went on LoopNet and I know everyone says LoopNet is where deals go to die, but I went on LoopNet and got in touch with brokers. And I just started calling brokers, looking at the deals that they had there. I would run the numbers, which is great practice for a first time syndicator anyway. Um, practice on, on all the OMs that are out there on LoopNet. You don't even have to talk to anyone. You can just download their package and, and run the numbers on your own. And if there were any deals that I thought were close um, or, or might work if they shaved, you know, 30% off the price or, or whatever, I thought, okay, let's, let's go look because uh, I don't think that, I think you have to look at a few before you find the one that you're going to end up buying anyway. Um, I'd be nervous if the very first one I looked at was the one I ended up buying because with every time through you get some practice and and, and you look for different things and, you know, looking at a, at a 96 unit property, which is the first one I ever looked at of that size uh, versus a single family house or a small multifamily is so different. You know, you have to coordinate with a lot of other team members and, and inspectors and managers and contractors. Um, so anyway, I had gone to uh, Norfolk, Virginia a few times uh, doing this strategy, talking to the broker, taking him out to dinner and drinks and just, uh, reminding him what I was looking for. And every few weeks I would email him and every few months I would go down there and see what he had. And, you know, nothing was, was really turning up, but the key was I was giving feedback to him. And I I would say this deal doesn't work because um, whether it's too expensive per unit or too much renovation or not enough renovation or whatever the situation might be. And so I, uh, one day he, he called and he said, look, this is what you've been telling me for six months. This is exactly, this is a property you've been telling me you wanted instead of 50 units, it's 40 units, but everything else that you want is there. 
And so I think he called me on Thursday. So I took off and I was down there on Monday and checked out the property with my property manager, my contractor, my business partners, and we just walked through it and um, eventually got it under contract. Great. How many deals would you say you looked at before, before you pursued putting this one under contract? Um, I think, I think so in terms of running the numbers, I probably ran the numbers on a hundred different properties across, you know, six, eight months. And then we probably walked through a dozen somewhere around there. And that was in a few different markets um, until we found this one. Yeah. And I find that that process is crucial just because you learn so much by looking at a hundred different properties. And so when that one comes up, you're much more confident. Um, in pursuing. Absolutely. The same strategy that works with single family, look at every house available in, in your market that you're looking for. I mean, it makes sense for multifamily. It's just, it's a lot more coordination. It's a lot more time. In my case, it was time off work. Uh, thankfully I, I work in a place that's very flexible with, with the time off. And, and um, so I was able to take the time I needed to go look at, at the properties. And, and then I knew when there was a good deal, I was able to identify it. So I met Justin at a, at a conference a few months back and I, he was very motivated. I knew he was someone I wanted to have on the show. And what I appreciate about him is that he, even while working full time, he was dedicated enough to be able to drive 10 hours away to make this happen. And he did make it happen. Yeah. I, I really like that. And I, I think it takes that to get started in this business. Um, it's not, there's nothing easy about it, right? You're going to have to give up on something, whether it's, it's time away from family, uh, late nights, weekends, you know, that's just this, the start of it. Um, so you, you have to, for me, it's about figuring out what's important and then accommodating and, and a six, eight hour drive is not a big deal in the grand scheme of things for me. Tell us, tell us, a difficult part in this process that you had to approach and, and how you solved the problem? Well, the entire process was, was difficult, <laughs> even with a, with a mentor like Matt, who is right. awesome and, and expert, you know, the way it was set up is I, I'm in charge. It's my project. It, it wasn't like um, he was doing any of the, the heavy lifting of the work. It was, it's my project, my work. And so the, my connections for, for raising money as well. And mm. so that's, probably the, the largest area I struggled with uh, because having Matt helped with the confidence in the numbers and the, the walk through the property, things like that. But the, the actual raising capital, I, I had had a few people who I had spoken to before this process started at when I was very first thinking about syndication and they had, I had given them some rough numbers on returns and they said, yeah, you know, 150, $200,000, I'd, I'd be interested in investing great. Right. That means, all right, I think I could, I think I could raise $900,000 in an instant, no problem. Um, and then sure enough, when the actual deal was put in front of them, they thought, Oh, what's your minimum? 50, 50,000 is the minimum. Okay. Well, let's start there. And so instead of, you know, from four investors, instead of having seven fifty eight hundred, I had 200 and still had a long way to go. Um, so that was a, that was a huge challenge. I really had to rely on the network that I had built Thankfully, I've run this this area in Princeton, so I, I have a lot of connections from real estate investors, and um, you know, I've found investors from people I work with, uh, people, other investors through the RIA, uh, neighbors, um, old friends. I mean, I talk to every person I've ever spoken to, really, and every single person to the point that I was probably annoying many people, but I needed, I had a massive goal, and so it took a long time 
time. I had to use every uh, contract extension that I had built into the contract. And I think when we were talking in uh, the conference, I was stressing out about that a little bit because we were coming towards the end of my last contract extension and I still hadn't had the money uh, totally raised. And so I actually had to go back and beg the seller for another contract extension that was not in our contract and uh, actually had conceded and gave him an extra percent of the purchase price in order to get that extra 30 days. So uh, I really slid by like within like four days left of after three extensions, uh, but I was able to finally, finally do it and raise all the capital. But that was the most stressful part that kept me up at night. And um, I, but I feel like I went through the ringer with it and now I'll be much more confident and um, I'll, I'll know a bit more. I have a bit more insight into the process and, you know, my key takeaway is start raising as soon as you have that deal under contract, start talking to everyone about that deal. Because um, if you wait, and I kind of waited a little bit, getting my documentation together and getting in front of people, it just, you know, it's going to take longer than you think. Yeah, I would say start raising capital long before you find the deal. Yes. Yes. So how did you approach these investors you know, that being your first deal, how did you convince them to invest in your deal when you've never done a syndication before? That's a great question. It, it's tough. A lot of it goes to personal reputation because mm-hmm. there's not much of a track record for people to, to build off of um, and to look at. I mean, on my single family properties and the flip that I'd done, we used all private money. So I have, I have a track record of paying investors back on on time every month. Um, so there's, there's that. Um, but that's really small potatoes compared to, to syndication. Um, uh, but it's a step in the right direction, but honestly, it's just personal reputation. Some people, um, some people like just had no problem. They're like, I trust you. I know you, you're the kind of guy that's going to take care of my money. And so they just, they wired the money, signed the papers. They were good to go. Um, other people were much more hesitant and, um, some people were very concerned about either the area or me, um, flat out quite a few investors said, look, you don't have the track record. So I, I can't be in on this one, but if you, if you get this one, then maybe the next one. And that's just something that I had to deal with. And probably part of the reason I I struggled with, with raising the money. Um, it did help that I had Matt behind me um, because Matt has a lot of name recognition with the investors uh, in our area and, and other areas too. So that I think uh, led some credibility to the deal. I did have one investor say, you know, Oh, you know, it's, it, it's great that you believe this, but since Matt believes in this too, you know, that, that gives me the confidence and, and that guy actually came in. Um, so, so it's a combination, but mostly it comes down to personal credibility and relationships that I have with people. And honestly, I, I just try to live my life like a stand-up guy and, and I do what I say I'm going to do. And uh, clearly that reflects uh, with people. And, and, you know, they, I had a dozen investors believe in me and, and have invested in this deal. That's great. That's great. Obviously, these people knew you a long time. You built those relationships. I hear that all the time. This is, real, this is a relationship business and, and you're proof of that. Absolutely. This deal, give us some specifics on uh, things that you have to see in a deal. Like when you knew that this this deal, you should pursue this deal. What are some specifics that you look for uh, to know that okay, we should we should go after this one? Yeah, I was looking for a value add deal. Everyone talks about value add. What for me that means I can take the rents from where they are and increase them. And so in this property, the previous the the previous owner was not really taking care of it, sort of letting rents 
linger for, for years, um, letting the quality of the units linger for years. So there was opportunity both in the condition of the units and uh, we were lagging, we're lagging behind in some cases, $150, $200 uh, below market rents. And, um, and it wasn't being managed efficiently either. So there were a lot of tenants that were not paying um, a lot of general disrepair on the property. And so someone who um, is looking for something turnkey would run away from this property because there's a lot of work to be done. But I see the value here uh, because we're putting in $300,000 across the property, exterior updates, uh, interior unit renovations, and we're able to increase rents. Um, I think the lowest amount we're increasing rents is $100, and in some cases it's $200 or more. So there's significant uh, upside uh, from where rents are to market rents. And I, I, you know, I'm not planning on that overnight. I have a three-year step plan to get to market rent. So even though we're renovating units now, uh, I don't expect to get full market rent until three years, at least in my projections. Uh, I try to underwrite the deal very conservatively so that if my investors are expecting a certain return that I feel like I can make it or, or beat it. So um, seeing this property that had had the upside, had the, the units that needed work, had the management issues um, really appealed to me. Incredible. Justin, in your opinion, what is the key factor uh, that makes a real estate syndicator be successful? Not giving up. I mean, there were some days I actually was fairly devastated, devastated about three quarters of the way through where I thought I was just actually just before that conference, I, I thought that I was going to lose this deal for all the money I had put into it and the time and effort and, and how close I got. And I was just so um, disappointed that it was not going to work out. And uh, I just had, I just regrouped and I just, I strategized with Matt a little bit and tried to figure out some ways that I could get an extension and push through, but honestly, every, every aspect of it, because even the day of closing, uh, my partner was driving us down to Virginia. I'm sitting in the passenger seat with my hotspot on my phone, my laptop open. And I'm like finalizing documentation to send over that the bank's attorney was asking for last minute. And it's like just that, that drive and that hustle and, and pushing through everything to just get every last piece done. Uh, you know, and then, then you can be successful, but it's, it's not easy and it takes a lot, a lot of effort. I like to ask what, what, why most syndicators fail or how, uh, when people try to get into syndication, they, uh, they don't make it. Uh, would you say it's kind of the opposite of that? They don't, they don't pursue it. They don't have the drive. Yeah. You know, I think everyone thinks they have the drive and, and a lot of people do. And, and trust me, sometimes things are just out of your hands, right? If, if you can't, if you don't have the money, if you're not prepared with, with what you're going to need to raise, or you get into a contract where there's not enough, uh, time, a study period time, you, you know, sort of you shoot yourself in the foot. So, uh, yeah, I think that if you're, if you're, you're if you start cutting corners and, and try to skip some steps, maybe to make a more attractive offer or whatever it might be, um, then you're probably going to end up, end up stuck. I mean, that, that happened. I'm talking to a broker right now about a deal and there's multiple other offers on it. And, you know, they're, they're trying to push me to reduce my study period to 10 days. And that's a deal breaker for me. I, I said that I will not be able to buy this thing if I don't have the time to, to do my full study period. And mm. so knowing my, my limitations and knowing what I need to be able to close this deal will help me. So that I'd rather miss that deal, but, but then put a 10 day study period on my offer and, and end up 
wasting time, effort, and money, and then having the deal fall, fall apart in 10 days. What's the number one thing someone can do right now to improve their real estate syndication business? That's a great question. I mean, I, if, if you're a new, if you're a new syndicator and you're looking for that first deal, um, I think doing it the way that I did it makes a ton of sense. Finding a mentor, finding someone that's done it before. Um, just even if it's not a formal arrangement, someone to bounce ideas off of and talk, talk through because everyone needs a mentor. And every time you turn around in syndication, there's a new set of questions and a new set of things you didn't even know were, were things that you needed to know about. I mean, once a lender's attorney started asking questions, I'm like, holy cow, I didn't think about half of these things. And so having someone that can help you guide you through the process is absolutely key. Well, Justin, uh, tell us uh, how can people get a hold of you and where can they contact you? Sure. Uh, my website is 88realestatecapital.com and um, some version of either Justin Fraser or, or at 88 Real Estate on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I'm on everything. So find me, find me online, find me on uh, social media. I'm out there. Thank you, Justin. I really appreciate you being on the show today. I hope everyone will uh, subscribe and and, uh, give us a good review and we will see you tomorrow. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.